0: Welcome back to Abundant Culture Podcast,
1: where we dissect the mindsets and tactics of the true beasts of business.
0: People like Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, and Warren Buffett,
1: all to create a blueprint to experience life more abundantly.
0: Hey guys, welcome back to Abundant Culture Podcast. So before we begin, I have a question for all of you. Have you been in the industry that you're in right now since you were, let's say, about seven years old? Yeah, me neither. But this week's guest has. And this week we're interviewing Patrick Trevetti, And Patrick is the owner of a hotel chain, a medium-sized hotel chain. And this week we're going in depth about his mindset and who he is and how he got started in the industry at the age of seven so here's patrick
1: oh thanks again for coming on to the call patrick i think um the way we like to kind of start it off is by letting our audience know you know who you are so we want to really get into like what's your origin story like how did Patrick get into the hotel industry
2: Uh, well like a lot of uh, Asian Americans that are in the hospitality industry uh, you know it started off with uh, our parents kind of uh, leading the charge and uh, we had a small motel back in the day when I was about uh, seven years old till the time I was 17 And my start in hospitality was basically uh, folding sheets and towels and pillowcases as a young kid and helping my parents uh, do everything and anything at the hotel from fixing the roof to plumbing to uh, checking in customers and housekeeping. So while most kids were playing with their friends or uh, in sports leagues, um, I was basically. helping run a hotel. <laughs> and so uh, trial by fire occurred at that time. And, um, you know, as I got a little bit older, my parents would uh, need to go away for uh, work. We were developing a, uh, a bigger hotel up in Chicago and uh, they would occasionally leave me alone at like 16, 17 years old to, to basically run the hotel for the weekend or for the day. Um, so it kind of, allowed me to gain even more experience of just uh, handling things on my own at that point
1: that's amazing
2: Um, yeah it's it's kind of uh crazy to think about it now and uh you know like most kids who are in uh, a family business uh, you kind of uh, resent it because you're upset that you're not having fun like your friends are and you're kind of working or you have to deal with the uh there were time requirements that are involved in a family business or when your parents are running a business for themselves and you don't really get quality family time or vacations or trips like that. And you kind of resent it and you're like, I'll do anything but this in my life. <laughs> and, uh, so I went to school, um, and then started, uh, my own career path. Uh, did that for six, seven years, uh, worked in, uh, with quick and Riley for a little bit, uh, in the financial sector uh, and did a few other small jobs here and there um, while I was in school also. Um, but then noticed that my parents were putting in still long hours, uh, you know, 12, 14, 16 hours a day and uh, wanted to help them out and uh, felt like it was a win-win scenario where there's a bit of establishment uh, in the business that they had developed. Uh, at that time, we, they had a small 50-room um, hotel in Chicago um, in the suburbs by O'Hare and so I thought there was a foundation there and I could also come in and kind of stop them from working 16 hours a day. Um, so I made the promise that I would come back and and join the business and they'd always been trying to lure me back constantly, uh, even when I had other jobs or like come back and uh, come into the family business et cetera, uh, so I finally agreed with the condition that they would not work as much um, and kind of steer them towards retirement. Uh, they're workaholics, like uh, many Asian-Americans are, uh, especially uh, those who have their own business. Um, so it's kind of hard for them. But uh, we kind of steadily grew ourselves from 2006 till, till now. Uh, and we're, I would say, a medium-sized hospitality company at this point. Um, and we're actively trying to, to grow as, as we've kind of talked uh, about or alluded to before uh, our conversation started here. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much the gist of our, of my story. Yeah. Nice.
1: That's amazing too, because like you, you said you pretty much started this journey from like, what was it? Seven to like 17. And at 16, sometimes you were running it on your own. Like, that's crazy because when I think of who I was at 16 years old, I definitely wouldn't be running a hotel. I couldn't even run my own house, let alone a, you know, a hotel or like any type of business for that matter. So I yeah. think it's really cool that your your parents kind of started you on a path, giving you a skill that, you know, would, I guess, pay off eventually
2: yeah uh, that was really awesome. i mean if you've got a uh, a roof that needs repairing, just give me a call. i'll be down there.
1: <laughs> i definitely will right. so how how many hotels uh do you guys manage now
2: right now we're up to seven properties uh that we have ownership stake in or um we we typically don't manage hotels that we don't have uh ownership in so okay just seven we're actively working on uh a deal right now that would um hopefully before the end of the year, we'll have um, three existing assets added to our portfolio, and we would be under construction for uh, one to two additional properties. So that is tying up the bulk of my time at this point, is just working on development and um, assisting our current portfolio. Awesome.
1: So how many rooms would you say is within you guys' portfolio right now?
2: Right now, we're about 1,100
1: ones. That's awesome. <laughs> and I, I really respect that because, like, I, I, I have another friend who is, I guess you could consider him Asian American. Um, and just to hear, like, a lot of you guys come over here with, you know, bare minimum or almost nothing at all to, you know, build these, you know, really, you, you consider it medium sized because, you know, you're in the industry, but to somebody who's not in the industry or somebody who just has a W2 job, that is like massive, absolutely massive. So I I really respect that. So uh, just out of curiosity, you said before that you, like when you were younger, you were the one, you know, cleaning some of the rooms, folding the sheets, you know, you were probably, you know, at the reception desk sometimes. What would you say now is your day-to-day? Because I'm pretty sure it's really different now as opposed to then.
2: Yeah, my days are completely different. Right now, I, my official title is uh, Chief Marketing Officer and Development Officer. So on a day-to-day basis, I work with our sales departments uh, through the various uh, properties. I also work with uh, the different brands in their revenue management, Uh, procedures. Um, Outside of that, a lot of my time has been focused on acquisitions, so analyzing new properties, looking at markets, um, running reports and uh, and reviewing uh, data from there, understanding if we should be invested in a particular market, if we should invest in a particular hotel, um, if we should build a particular hotel there, uh, working with city, state officials to See if it's a, a right fit for us to grow in a particular market, uh, working with brands to understand what brand to put in a particular market, uh, working with other developers to see if we can partner on, on sites to, to provide a, a, a lifestyle kind of environment, a mixed use kind of development. Yep. Um, so it's quite a range. It's it's hard to say one particular day I'm going to be working on this or one particular uh, week, month, it's going to be focused on this. It, it kind of all lumps together and runs, runs up against each other.
1: That's really cool.
0: So you said that one of your roles in your day-to-day is the acquisitions. So for someone that doesn't have experience, like when they were seven in the hotel industry, how do they go about acquiring a hotel?
2: Uh, That's a good question. Um, You know, if you don't have, I, I wouldn't say that you need to have experience in the hospitality industry in order to get into it. It's basically... Uh, it's a service industry and, and it's a people industry. So as long as you have a passion for working with people, working with, uh, you know, your associates, your employees, uh, and kind of have that that goal of, you know, providing a, a, a great experience for them. I think that's basically all you need to have as far as the, the foundations of it. Beyond that, um, you know, if you have a strong marketing background, if you have a strong finance background, Um, that definitely helps out. I am not blessed with um, a great financial uh, background. I didn't go to school for finance. I did take uh, a couple of classes, but uh, I recognized early on that that was something that I was missing and uh, was able to recruit um, an uncle of mine who um, had received his MBA in, in finance and was able to pull him. And it's basically me and him. I've got the strong marketing background he's got the strong finance background and it kind of works together Uh, we kind of learn from each other as we we move along in our careers Um, but there's that safety net if there's something that i don't understand if there's something he doesn't understand we can kind of rely on each other and i think that's important for all teams is to not not assume that you know everything and to find the areas where you're weakest at and get help in those departments and if you can find somebody you trust and and can work with and kind of have the same vision uh, for the short or long term, that's gonna be really beneficial for you.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I um, I wanted to speak on something uh, that you, you kind of brought it up earlier, but you also brought it up the first time I met you. And you were talking about how, like, there's this kind of hustle that goes into like the business that you're in and i i find it kind of uh interesting how i mean with that many hotels under management and that many rooms i'm pretty sure you make a a decent amount of money regardless of whether you're you know in like in the you know actual hotel working or, you know, somewhere else, probably on vacation. But you told me that, um, you know, you prefer to be, you know, kind of in the business and, you know, growing it. Can you expand on that a little bit? Because I feel like we're in a, um, we're kind of in an age where like, you know, being an entrepreneur and passive income is, you know, this really sexy thing that everybody wants. But I feel like, what you said, like the 13, 14 hour days, a lot of people don't necessarily um, take that into consideration. So what what would you say uh, to somebody, you know, coming in who maybe thinks, oh, you know, I'm gonna just get a hotel and I'm gonna just sit on the beach somewhere.
2: Uh, I think if you're going to be an entrepreneur or a business owner, uh, you quickly learn that there is no, I'm going to invest in something and, it's going to coast along perfectly fine and I'm just going to come in and collect checks or I'm going to drive up and have my window rolled down and someone's going to hand me a bag of money and I'm on my way to my uh, private jet. (laughs) That that really doesn't happen. Um, and if it does, if that's the way you're running your business, you're probably not maximizing yourself and the business to its full potential. Um, so avoid all those YouTube uh, commercials and ads that tell you you can work for three hours and make a ton of money. That's usually not real life. It's a lot of sacrifice. My days usually begin before I wake up. I'm usually woken up by uh, someone calling me early in the morning, either from a different time zone or an issue that's occurred at our property that needs resolution, a group that might be coming in, um, some sort of technical issues that might be going on um, to voicemails or alerts on my phone that kind of uh, go off and uh, my days usually don't end until I close my eyes uh, you know probably around midnight one or two o'clock in the morning and sometimes uh, even earlier than that the smaller you are the more you're going to work because you don't have that infrastructure in place you don't have that that strong core team that can handle every little issue for you and you're going to be handling all those those situations you're going to be putting out all those fires it's all going to rest on you and even as you even as your company grows or, or you advance um, the responsibilities just shift they don't become minor details of making sure xyz uh, a person is taking care of or client is taking care of it becomes an aggregate and those those the, the amount of time that you need for it, it does not change. It just becomes allocated in a different way.
1: Right. And, and that's some, I'm glad you said it because uh, honestly, when I first met you, I, I didn't necessarily fully understand that, but like, after, you know, a few months go past, you know, business kind of hit me in the mouth a couple of times, you know, after like, being in it for a while, I, I did want to get that perspective from you again, because now it's like, I actually get it. Like, before, when you said it before, I didn't necessarily get it. But, like, and I do want to reiterate that to a lot of our viewers that, you know, like, it, it kind of feels like the work needed to make these things successful doesn't necessarily, um, like go down but it just transforms into different types of work yeah.
2: exactly and and if your goal is to um just make a ton of money there's other ways of of doing it that probably are less um stressful or time intensive um but uh, i mean i don't think that's our our primary goal and we kind of spoke about that but my goal is not to just make a a ton of money and i think a lot of people in this industry uh have that same mentality too where it's we have a passion for what we do uh we want to make a a difference not only in in our lives but our associates lives and our guests who you know we deal with 20 to 30,000 guests on average at each property and i want to ensure that they have a memorable experience when they're when they're staying at our properties i'm a traveler I have vacations every once in a while. They're usually 48 hours or less, but, uh, when I do travel, uh, you know, I, I kind of see the flip side of it and I understand how important it is to, to save up a hundred or $150 and, and give it to a hotel and uh, the level of expectation that we need to, uh, provide so that, you know, they feel like it was worth it. Right.
0: So what do you think, um, like, what is the most rewarding thing for you in being a hotel owner?
2: Uh, I think it's just a competition. I wake up every day just wanting to do better than, you know, the day before, or the year before. Um, to me, it doesn't really matter if uh, if I have one hotel or, or 150. It, it should be that are we attaining the level of uh, expectations and success at each property that we expect?
1: And I think that should be like one of the driving factors behind most entrepreneurs. It's like this, you know, constant desire. I was just talking to somebody about this, but this constant desire to improve and be better than what you were. And I feel like that really shows when somebody comes to actually you know, buy your product or your service or stay at your hotel. Like, I feel like, you know, there, there's a possibility that I'm pretty sure that somebody who stayed at you guys' motel when you were like 16 probably has a way different experience, you know, staying at your hotel, you know, at being the age that you are and having all the experience that you have now. And I just feel like that's a really great thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, definitely, we we take a look at um, the services and the quality of the product that we provide, and we continually want to improve on that. I mean, we just came out of a uh, new construction project that took us three years, and we uh, completed at the tail end of 2016, and we're starting to work on our next set of acquisitions and construction projects and uh, developments, and uh, we analyze what we've done in the past. And as I walk through these properties, I'm like, Oh, I could have done this differently. Or I could have done that differently. The user experience or the guest experience could have improved if, if this was like that, you know, so, um, our associates could be happier if, if, you know, we had done it this way. You know, one of the, we recently built a dual branded hotel with two different lobbies. And we noticed that, uh, one of our, um, one of the properties had less traffic because it's extended stay and um the front desk engagement by our staff was was not as good as it was on the other side but it was more transient and they had less extended stay and so we worked with the brand to kind of combine the the lobbies and eliminate one whole front desk at the uh, extended stay property and we're now seeing that you know, staff engagement and happiness level is uh, dramatically improved because not only do um, guests like it when a a hotel is busy, but uh, staff members love it when it's busy and they they love that interaction too. So those are things that, you know, small little things, but you you notice it and you want to constantly improve upon it.
1: Yeah. And uh, another question I have, we're going to start wrapping up now because I think you say you were busy at about 640 something so um another question i was kind of curious about just for myself and i'm pretty sure viewers would be kind of be curious about it too what are some of the key indicators that you look for in a market that would be good for a hotel
2: you know it it all depends on your um the the kind of uh, hotel or operator you want to be. I think each market has its own strengths and weaknesses. You kind of need to analyze whether it's a a market that you're comfortable with. We have specific parameters that we kind of uh, want to make sure are in place. Um, So I know that's kind of a a vague answer, but uh, I believe, to me, I believe any hotel can be successful in any market given a set of circumstances that meet a bare threshold. Now, beyond that, uh, whether it's a primary, secondary, tertiary market, beyond that, it needs to be something that you can live with. For example, we we prefer major metros with a strong mix of corporate and leisure uh, travelers. We prefer them to be within a certain distance of our home base, easily accessible by either air or car for us. Um, within a certain amount of, of time period. So we, we believe in a three-hour principle. So we need to be from our asset to our home base to, to the hotel within three hours. Um, so that's our primary criteria. We don't really look for any hotels that are beyond a, a secondary market. Um, others found success in, in investing heavily in tertiary markets, small roadside off the highway properties that, uh, probably have a better yield for them uh, yeah. to us. That's not the primary goal. Right.
0: I really like that. You, um, you made it personal as to where like the, the market has to be comfortable for you because sometimes a lot of people, they look for just like this rule of thumb, like, if everybody else is looking at a market, then it must be good. But I really like how you made that that comfort personal for yourself. Yeah.
2: yeah ultimately, you have to have passion in, in your product, what you're doing, what you're offering. If you invest in a, a property or a business that you're just doing it for the dollars, eventually something's going to happen. Market conditions are going to create a a scenario where you're not yielding the result that you were previously and whether it's a recession or uh, you know a a Great Depression or whatever you want to call what we had Um, and at that point your product is going to falter. Competition may move into the market that uh, you know creates lower than expected yields. Uh, Regulatory factors might come into play um, so you need to be passionate about what you're doing, what you're invested in. And from that, you know, profits will come and you'll be taken care of. You take care of your business, that your business will take care of you. Absolutely. And then
1: one last question, right before we wrap it up with the contact information, what are some principles that you learned in business that help you to uh, get to the level that you are now?
2: i think no matter what business you're in uh whether it's software or retail uh it's a people business For so sure. maintaining those strong relationships from your clients to your staff is crucial uh to your investors also as well um to uh not only city officials i feel like i should restart that question cuz uh i mean it's it's so widespread it's like i said from city officials to your staff to investors to your clients they all maintaining that happiness level making making sure that everyone is taken care of is the most important thing you can do on a day-to-day basis
1: for sure appreciate it
2: so
0: our final question is um how can people get in contact you if they want a little bit more advice on hotels or um whether they have
2: a hotel for sale, um, anything. Sure. We're always looking. So if you have a hotel for sale, please definitely reach out to me. Um, (laughs) But if you uh, would like to reach us, talk to us for any, anything in particular, uh, you can visit us at TrivetiHospitality.com. And there's a contact page there and feel free to fill that out and someone will uh, get in touch with you. Awesome.
1: So thanks for having us. um, Well, not having us on, but thanks for coming on to our podcast today. We really do appreciate it. We think you added a lot of value to uh, the people who listen to our podcast because the people who listen to our podcast, you know, sometimes they're, you know, already rocking and rolling in the industry and killing it and just trying to make it to the next level. Some people are trying to figure out what they are actually You know trying to do you know what is their calling as a entrepreneur and we feel like you know having different people on such as yourself in different industries will help people figure that out and maybe uh if they're in another industry maybe they picked up a couple points that can help their business because some you know key points in businesses cross over between industries so thanks for all your wealth of knowledge today we really appreciate it
0: yes thank you so much
2: You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem.
0: So we hope you guys learned a lot from this podcast, um, especially about his mindset going into the hotel industry and how he runs it from his day to day. So make sure you stay tuned for another episode with him. Can't tell you when it'll be, but we'll definitely be having a part two to answer some more in-depth questions questions about the hotel industry. So thank you so much for listening and tune in to next Friday.